0: The one word that came to me when I was watching that game was just gutty. It seemed like they felt like they were gonna win. Like I watched them, like they had a swagger about them. It seemed like this team, it just seemed like they went down there when everybody was doubting this football team. And it seems like they never had a doubt that they could win that game. They didn't seem timid. You go into games like that where it seemed like everybody's counting you out. It was almost like they were playing with house money. because they show up, right? And it's like, wow, the energy was high from the beginning. Like, there was no uh, their short week. It might take them a little while, considering they're down <laughs> their top three wide receivers. Arguably, your top three wide receivers, because Cobb could easily say he's the second best right now, just in terms of the plays that he's making and the trust he has with Rodgers. But, guys, what are your thoughts on lucky number seven?
1: I would just say from the beginning of the game, I felt like the Packers set the tone. Um, I, I really liked what I said off from the offensive line. The running game was great. Uh, Dylan is looking like a true NFL running back now, not just a guy who wants to run over every single guy in front of him. He's putting his foot down in the dirt, changing direction. And then if he has to run over a guy, he'll do it. I like what I'm seeing from him. I think Rashawn Gary, again, had a nice solid game. I also think that Whitney Merciless is going to fit in real well here as long as well as Preston Smith. And then, hell, if we can get Z back, I mean, damn, I think the defense probably played the best game we've seen from a Packers defense in a game that we weren't expected to win in a lot of years. So for me, there's a lot of positives. I would say my only negative to the whole entire game is we left a lot of points on the board. I think we left, I counted 17 points that we probably should have had. Uh, So that was disappointing. And then they had to have the flair for the dramatic there at the end to win the way we did. So we got the W. I'm happy, but we got to capitalize when we can put points on the board.
2: Dexter, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that it was a gutsy performance. LaFleur needs to trust A.J. Dillon, though, at the goal line, though. Uh, I echo Zach that we left way too many points on the field by not using him in those situations. As I was thinking about this point, though, he fumbled twice last week. So maybe that went into the decision not to run him, but the way he was running all over the Cardinals, why not give him at least one shot? He didn't give him any at the goal line. The defense, super gutsy. They shut him out except for seven points uh, in the first half. I consider that a shutout against that offense. Second half, I think a lot of what happened to the defense fell on LaFleur's shoulders the way he called plays at the goal line. If we're able to score touchdowns instead of going uh, fourth and goal, not getting any points, kicking a field goal. That takes a little more pressure off the defense. They made plays when they were supposed to. The play by Razul at the end, I don't care even if Green wasn't looking. That was a great uh, interception. Bouncing all over the place, catches it, secures the win. It was, it was a, a great defensive uh, game for me.
3: Yeah, I, I think for me, we're starting to see the mental identity of this team. And I think that's that's the thing that's most encouraging that I got from the victory was that they have this, they have this idea that they're not going to let any outside distractions affect how they play. So they don't care what the media says. They don't care who says they're going to lose or going to win. All the distractions that are out there telling them how far they're behind or, stuff in the off season about rogers going to jeopardy or whatever he's doing they blocked it all out and this is the kind of focus that they have on this team and that's that that's the trend i'm starting to see with them is that they're they're a team that's focused they won't get deterred and that's really that's a huge huge positive i think going forward in the season that they're not going to let the hype of a game distract from how they play it that's the beauty, I think, of this win is that we we're undermanned. We're against a team that was arguably playing the best in the NFL, and they still found a way to win. And they did so in dramatic fashion with somebody who no one would predict would be the hero of the game, and Russell Douglas sealing the ceiling, to win. So I think that's I think that's the biggest takeaway I take of this game is that this is a team on the mission that doesn't care what they think, what anybody thinks, except themselves, and they play like that.
0: I love it, Robert. That's the energy I was trying to describe in the beginning that I felt from the football team, from the snap. Like right when the game started, it was just like, they didn't care what everybody thought. Like they were out there. You guys saw after the victory like Preston Smith and and Kenny Clark were all kind of coming at, maybe we're just fucking better in line. Yep. And and that's kind of the attitude I think that they have is like we're just better than these people. No matter who's down, no matter what adversity we may be going through, we still feel like we're the better football Team, capital letters with that one, because that's a, that's another thing that I'm seeing. Guys, the special teams is getting a little bit better. The defense is carrying the team at certain times and coming up with key stops when they need them. These are team victories that you're watching. And Brett, you mentioned it a couple times in, in the even last episode. They might be ugly, but in the NFL, you
2: need to be able to win ugly, don't you? We've been talking about it the last couple podcasts about how ugly our wins have been. And Good teams find ways to win ugly games. Bad teams find ways to lose them. And this really wasn't an ugly win. I think it was a statement win. Cardinals are no joke. Offense and defense. They were number one defense coming into that game. And the Packers showed they can move the ball with missing their three top receivers and losing their number one tight end in the game. They were still able to move the ball. I believe that this was that statement win we've been looking for. It wasn't an easy win. You know, it came down to that interception at the end of the game, but it was a statement, though, that they're not to be trifled with.
0: Hey, Zach, do you think, and, and, you know, we've been talking about these ugly wins. Do you think that it's looking maybe uglier this year because of how high-powered they were last year?
1: Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think last year we had that huge jump from LaFerre's first year to a second year. And we were like, damn, this, this team's putting up some points. So this year, I think our expectations were so high, but I still think there's a lot of room for improvement. I, I like what I see. I loved, like we talked about before the Cardinals game, we said, we, we want to see some more jet sweeps, some more movement. That offense was crazy to start out that game against the Cardinals. People were motioning all over the damn place. I couldn't even keep track of where, what was going on half the time. And then they did my formation with Dylan and Jones in the backfield at the same time, which I love Dylan got a first down on that he I guess he would have essentially been the fullback a fullback dive and they gave it to him he got four yards and got a first so yeah I just want to see what happens when we get all of our receivers back including MVS hopefully Tay clears COVID protocol it sounds like he'll probably be back Thursday we can't have a letdown against this KC team their their defense is bad but they have Patrick Mahomes and I know he hasn't played well this year so we we have to take this game serious, and I would love them to see to carry over that same exact game plan they used against Cardinals, against the Chiefs. Let's keep Mahomes on the sideline. I love
0: it, Zach. I love it. I think I think you do go into it with the same game plan. Yeah. Both quarterbacks are very similar, surrounded by weapons. Patrick isn't as fast as Kyler Murray, obviously, but he will run the football and he can get he can get yards. Robert, we've been talking about the Packers establishing this new run first team identity going back to our 2019 draft analysis. When in that during after that season, when we go in and we start, we, we take A.J. Dillon, we take all these linemen and stuff. Right. And we're like, hmm. <laughs> (laughs) We're like, hmm, LaFleur is coming in with his reputation, you know, actually coming from Tennessee where they had Derrick Henry and out of this Shanahan system where they can just run the rock with no matter who they have. Did the Packers establish their identity, like officially establish their identity as a run first team against the Cardinals?
3: I do. I I think they have established themselves as a, a, a run first team. And I think not only the play in the Cardinals indicated that, but I think, whenever they get into a really big game san francisco game you know they go into that game and the what they try to do they try to establish the run and they make very very big points of that um same with the cardinals not a really big game it must i don't want to say a must win but a, a game that they really wanted to win Would they do they start off by running the ball i think this is i think this is who they are now and i, I think rogers is bought in which is probably the biggest question we all had would rogers buy into being in this kind of offense where he plays more off play action rather than creating the action because for all the years previous to this who was the centerpiece of the offense well it was aaron Rodgers, right he would throw, make all the plays he would he would he would uh, do all the high-flying theatrics that you see from uh, an insanely talent, talented quarterback like he is but he changed and he changed with the team and now he i think he's even more dangerous than he's ever been just for a simple fact now that we have this run-first identity. And this means we can play with anyone, even teams better than us. And I think that's the thing that that we're learning here is that this great running game we have is a grand equalizer even against a more talented team.
0: Brad, I want to ask you something about what Robert just said. He talked about Rodgers spying in, right? I know you've been picking up on this too, this attitude change with Aaron Rodgers do you think that this higher level of consciousness that he has, right, like he's literally, I don't know, he's like more self-aware, he's taking more accountability, do you think he really just kind of looked at it and like, man, this actually is good for me, having an awesome great offensive line in front of me, having these awesome running backs that can just take the pounding, and he's even said it in, in multiple pressers, that he prefers to stay in the pocket, if he doesn't have to run around and take the hits and stuff like that, I mean, I just, I want you to speak a little bit to that, the buying in and this new attitude we'd be seeing because it seems like they'd be connected.
2: So I I believe that Rodgers has fully bought in and I'm not completely convinced that we have a run first offense yet because we're pretty close to 50-50 run pass but the fact that we can run the ball means that Rodgers doesn't have to sling it 50 times a game. If he's slinging it 50 times a game that ups the probability that he's going to get hurt and Knowing that he's not having to, that's extending his career. And who wouldn't be excited about that? The fact that he can pass for less than 200 yards and still win a game, I don't think anyone would ever said that three years ago, four years ago under McCarthy, where he had to pass for 400 uh, yards and four touchdowns.
0: It's crazy too, right, Brett? Sorry about that. It's crazy too when you think about it. It looked like he played a hell of a game, though. Yes. right. Like it doesn't like the volume and stuff isn't there, but like you watch it and it feels good. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you guys see what I'm saying here? Like it's you a Tom Brady game, Dexter. It's a and he, he's, game. he was surgical at certain parts. He was making the plays. Like he was doing his MVP thing
2: when he needed to do it. It was, it was pretty awesome to watch. Wasn't it? So much fun to watch the two balls that he threw Cobb. Holy shit. They're awesome. Very tight window. Could have been picked off. Could have been a touchdown. They were touchdowns. Cobb made great plays. That's something that having Cobb come in, you know that he's a receiver you can trust. Rodgers is comfortable making that throw now. Whereas before, I think he would second guess, pull it down and try to run. Again, not having to leave the pocket, not having to subject himself to getting hit. The one thing, I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit here, third and goal at the five-yard line. And he dove head first, taking on tacklers trying to get that ball <laughs> yeah i was like
0: oh that was one of those plays where you're like no 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 don't do it because i'm just like dude he's gonna get hurt like right? I, I i just hate seeing stuff like that but then i was like part of me was like holy shit dude's all in you know like he he's all like in. he is trying to win this fucking game and like so it was one of those like Y'all know I like that Jay-Z, that that nervous Jay Z gif that I that I share in <laughs> our chat sometimes when I'm kind of iffy
1: on something. That's how that run made me feel.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like oh, no,
1: no. well, could you guys imagine though? You know, after the Tampa game. And Rodgers, everybody said after the game, oh, he could have ran that in for a touchdown and then instead LeFleur decides to kick the field goal. He was not leaving any doubt behind that he was trying to score on that play. I think Rodgers, even though he'll never admit it, I think that's always going to be in the back of his mind for probably the rest of his career until he gets that another another ring on the finger. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he he was all in for it. He popped up right it, when I saw him pop up. I was like, oh, you know, like don't stop doing this. These cardiac Packers, man, they
2: something else, man. Some of these games have just been crazy. The, the thing I like about it, though, is if your quarterback, arguably the best player in the NFL, is giving up his body like that to make a play, that's inspiring to the rest of the team. Yep, it is.
0: Yeah, he fed into that energy. That, that's that's a cool thing because since the Saints game, energy has not been a problem. Mm-mm. Even so when they, that's awesome. If you think about it, guys, like we haven't talked about low energy since that game. No, nobody's questioned nope. Rodgers if he was all in or not. No, and then I think it's Devondre Campbell, man, on that defensive side, guys. He just has these guys balling. You watch how he's communicating, and shout out to Jerry Gray and Kirk Alavadati. A- a- Stepping in for Joe Barry and, like, calling such a seamless freaking game. How
2: crazy was that? The only thing I didn't like is it seemed like they were playing off the ball too far in short-yarded situations. There was. There were
0: some opportunities where you're like, man, come on, third and short and you're playing way off, like, I get that they're they're worried about those are the opportunities where certain teams like that are trying to take that shot, um, and, and I get sometimes, like, you got to do that, but you got to trust these players, man, because I don't know about you guys, but this Packers defense is the real deal. I, I'm watching these guys step in, and, and injury after injury, and it just seems like every week they keep getting better from the past, I, I it's definitely Dean Lowry and Rashawn Gary. Those two guys, I mean, beyond Campbell, we've talked about Campbell, but seeing the elevation of Dean Lowry on that line, Rashawn Gary in a pass rush, it's been crazy to watch those guys elevate their game. And and it seems like they've helped take this defense to the next level. Do you guys think this
1: defense is for real? I just want to tell Packer Backer Nation that I uh, called that early in the season. said let's get through October and then we can place our judgment. And the team has stepped up its game, even with all the injuries. So I think as this defense gets healthy, hopefully get Jair back and we get these guys playing together with these new guys, merciless. And who knows if Jalen Smith will be, be on this team much longer, but I think as we get healthy, this defense sky's the limit. I mean, Stokes is going to be awesome when he's back as a two CB because he's been getting first, corner reps i mean he's playing the best receiver every week and he's doing except for a pass here or pass there he's doing a damn good job so yeah i'm all in with this defense i think this is a championship caliber defense especially as it gets healthy
2: you know i'm gonna uh, touch on that stokes a little bit he gave up one play he got caught looking back and got burned but the thing was he showed his recovery speed he showed that four three forty speed was able to stop a touchdown from happening. Other than that, he's not getting burned. He gives up one bad play a game. So far it hasn't cost us anything outside of that. We've said this before. The season is mimicking a lot of the 2010 season. There's ton, tons, of injuries. I, I mentioned mess, earlier. We're averaging one player going on IR each week over the first eight weeks of the season. Jeez. An, an, offense, oh. that can, an offense that can put up points and a defense that when they have their backs to the, uh, to the wall, they find a way to make a play. The defense is showing something that I haven't seen in years in Green Bay, and they're showing toughness and grit. I honestly feel the defense has taken on the personality of Campbell, though. Dexter, you already mentioned Campbell. He's flying all over the field. He's laying the wood, and that type of play is contagious. No longer are the days of uh, group therapy hugs for tackling. We're actually, like, beating people's asses, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome to see him come in to be the new guy on the defense, right? Yes. To be this guy they picked up off the street. He was also a Cardinal. Yes. I just thought about that. I was thinking about Rasul Douglas, who was also a Cardinal. (laughs) And they both had monster games against the Cardinals. Uh, So that's kind of crazy to think about that.
2: The one observation, though, that's a little bit of negative on the defense, our D-line needs to be a little more disciplined and stay in their lanes. Um, I'm seeing that they they get outside of their lanes, and that's when our the quarterbacks are just putting up a ton of yards. Heineke, I think I pronounced his name right, didn't he get like 90 yards rushing against us?
1: Yeah, a little ridiculous. You know, he did. 10 for 95, I believe, was the number.
2: Yeah. He, he, they're giving up lanes. And that's why they're able to. Uh, these quarterbacks are able to scramble on us. Luckily, Hurry didn't have much at all against us. Yeah, he
0: hurt his knee. Uh, I think it was his knee or his ankle. ankle, ankle. Yeah, one of the two on one of the, on one of his runs. I had mentioned that he hadn't been running as much as you guys think. Uh, he can. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, Brett, you dropped in the chat. He's got the four-three speed, uh, but he, he doesn't run as much as people think anymore.
3: Well, there's a reason for that too. Yeah, he's, he's little. He's small. But not only is he small, but he he really got clocked in a San Francisco game. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he got hit by Fred Warner and he was hasn't run he had since. A,
0: he had a shoulder, I think after that yeah, one, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's small. So like him taking out, taking off and becoming a runner is not in his best interest. It really isn't. Um, Not at the NFL level. He's got to get out of bounds. He's got to get down. But making a living as a running quarterback, that's not going to be his
1: forte. Cam Newton. I mean, look at that guy. He's a beast. He's a huge dude. And he tried to do that. And he's not even in the NFL right now. So a little guy like Kyler, even though he's put on some meat, man, just. If you can throw the ball, sling it, man. The league's rules are set up for a quarterback who can throw to be successful. I would run as a last-minute option, but, yeah, you got to be careful out there. That's for sure.
2: He needs to mimic his gameplay a little bit more like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a quarterback who can run. Murray's a running back who can throw. If he can change that up to be that quarterback and not run as much and only use his legs when needed, he's going to be tough. He's going to be having a great career in the NFL. I think he's already there, Brett.
3: I, I think he's. I, I, I don't think really the the issue with him is deciding when to run and the pass as much as it is the scheme that the that Clingsbury likes to run. I think there's they're changing their offense a little bit, and I think that's a good thing for Murray. It,
0: yeah, he's putting up passing numbers yeah, that are is. are eclipsing is. what Rodgers did last year. Um, If you look at the numbers head to head, he's actually ahead of what Rogers was doing as a passer last year as the MVP.
3: Yeah. Kingsbury needs to change his play calling and he does. He has changed it a little bit. But the one thing I want to mention about the defense guys, that I don't think we're we're talking about enough of is Kenny Clark. He has had a very, very good season. He's going crazy. He He is is going crazy. (laughs) And and, and when you see what Lowry is doing and then you, all of a sudden Clark becomes completely unstoppable. And, and that's, That's that's and Kenny Clark. I I still think Kenny Clark, I know you're is is our most talented player, and and our MVP this year so far probably has been Campbell. But I think our best player on defense may very well be Kenny Clark. And And we
0: locked that man up at the right time. I'll tell
3: you, we did, we totally did
0: guys, what do we do? So I was looking at the numbers the last couple weeks with Rasul Douglas. He's the fifth highest rated cornerback in all of football. (laughs) So what do we do when Jair comes back? Do we move Jair to the slot? Do we move Rasul to the slot? Do we move Stokes to the
2: like, what do we do with the cornerbacks? I think we let Rasul do his thing. Yeah, I don't Don't think we want to take him off the field, do you? No fuck with success. No. (laughs) No, I mean he starts. We saw the weapons that the Cardinals have, and outside of the uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, reception, they shut him down. They shut him down. So <laughs> let let Jair go make plays. Put him in the slot. Move him all over the place. Let him be the star. Yeah. Let him be the star. Do what they did with uh, Charles Woodson. They moved him all over the place and was still the star while the other two on the outside did their thing.
0: and you obviously can play matchups too, right? Like, all right, we got a super speedy guy. You can put Jair or Stokes on that guy. Um, You got a bigger, you know, stronger, put Basul on him. Because he can handle that. And just, I, I just love that room right now. I mean, it, even thinking about Ja coming back, you're like, wow. And King's been out too. Like, that room is legit.
3: Well, well, think about this too, guys. I mean, there's a lot of times we're playing only one linebacker anyway. So there's nothing wrong with having Douglas, uh, Jaw, and and uh, and Stokes on out the field at the same time. Just, yeah, get your best players out there. Exactly. You know it's funny? We're not even talking about Kevin King. No, kind of which is crazy.
0: Man out. Yeah, which is crazy to think. Like, all of a sudden, Kevin King's your fourth cornerback. You're like, wow. He's that's a nickel. Depth.
2: That's depth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's a nickel.
0: Zach, you see Henry Black got his first career pick. That was pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I mean, that guy, we've talked about him quite a bit. I mean, he... We he was due for that. I mean, he plays hard every play. He's he's not afraid to lay wood. I mean, the dude is. It's crazy how if we were just talking about corners, but think about our safeties. We got Amos and Savage. They got Black back there. We didn't even talk about Shannon Sullivan. He might even be further down the the line than he's uh, been
0: playing good football too the last few weeks. Yeah, he had a pick Actually, last week. I've been impressed with Shannon Sullivan. Like, okay, okay, you gotta you you realize
1: his room is competing and he's stepping his game up a little bit too so shout out to sully nothing better than a little bit of competition for jobs i mean i think all those guys in that room see that i mean king i feel like the game he got hurt he played well up until that point and it's like uh, maybe sometimes the best best part about a player is their availability and king just hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout his career i was kind of hating on him last year after the tampa game but realistically the guy should never been in the game I really wanted to see him come back and play well this year, and he has. When he wasn't hurt, he might be uh, after Rasul Douglas coming in and, and winning a game for us. He he might even be behind Sullivan now. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see how that room shakes out as the team starts to get healthy.
2: I think it's okay. going to be situational, honestly. It it's all about the matchup. But like I said, you don't want to fuck with success. In Douglas' last three games. The only time you're hearing people call his name is when he's doing something good, not for anything that he's done poorly. And
1: that one bullshit pass interference that was called on him—that should yeah, yeah, that, that was, was garbage. That was garbage.
3: That was call. garbage.
1: Was
2: was that on third down even, or was that fourth down that he got called for PI? It was
1: third or fourth. I can't remember which can't one either. exactly.
2: It, it was a drive stopper. It
1: but, was a drive yeah. stopper. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey
3: guys, I want to ask you guys a question here, see what you guys thought. And I know that you don't really want to focus too much on next year, but with the way Black has played, do you think we have an option of moving off of Amos in 2022? I think we do have an option, but it all
2: depends on the salary cap. I don't want to see Amos go, but right. there's a lot of players I don't want to see go. Don't want to see exactly. Rodgers go. I want to see us re-santay. I don't want to see Z go. I don't want to see Preston go. But it's all about that salary cap that's going to kick our ass. Because I think we're around, what, 50 million over the cap, projected cap for next year?
0: Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty brutal.
2: Yeah, so there's there's going to be have to be moves. And the thing about Black, thanks for bringing him up, Robert, is I love stories like his. I believe he was undrafted. Yep. He has fought to get some playing time. Savage goes down and he has a great game. And to see him get that interception, love it. I can't I I love to root for that underdog, the guy who's the rooties of the world. I love to see it. It's funny because you watch him though. He don't look
0: like he should have been undrafted. No,
3: he doesn't.
0: <laughs> you know, you, dude is explosive. He's powerful. He can hit. I mean. And he can he, play either safety spot too. That's play, what I like about him. Yeah. And he turns up on special teams. It's just like,
2: he's always making plays. He's just probably one of those late bloomers. One of those guys that you can take a flyer on, develop them. You know, some, some of those guys you draft and develop don't really pan out. He could just be a late bloomer. and Maybe it's Barry. We're seeing guys on the defense making plays that. Under Petton, we're like this guy is trash. Get That's him true. out of there. That's but true. Barry may be maximizing the talent of these players.
0: Yeah, that energy Barry brings—you're definitely seeing it in his players. You know, well, we
1: talk- another year under under Gray too. I mean, Jerry Gray's got to be one of the best DB coaches in football. I mean, no the dude, question. it's it's crazy that guy's not a defensive coordinator yet. But we'll take him. He can stay
2: if he keeps calling plays like he did uh, on Thursday last week. He'll be a D coordinator soon. Because I thought he called a great game. I mean, he got that street cred, too. He was a, you know, he was a
0: Pro Bowl player and played for many years in the league. Jerry, like, when he talks, they listen. He knows the game. And and you see that, guys, with guys like Rasul Douglas coming in only a couple of weeks, he's coaching them up and getting these guys ready to play. You're seeing what he's doing with a rookie and Stokes, allowing them to have his growing pains and, and, and being out there. You see what he's doing with guys like Black, the whole secondary. Uh, they're all playing good football. It's like that's a that's a definitely definitely a sign of a great coach, and they played hard for him. Uh, I, I was really impressed on that I know one thing we're all kind of shocked about I wasn't shocked because his film's been terrible
1: but Jalen Smith being a healthy scratch for the game film the coaching staff is is watching I mean don't get me wrong I agree with you Dex Jalen Smith hasn't really done much except when they blitz him at a quarterback blitz he does seems to get there Barnes is freaking terrible I, I just, I don't know what the, I don't know if it's familiarity. They're like, oh, we know this guy. We know what we're going to get. He's going to give up touchdowns, miss tackles. It's going to be great. At least we know him. But I, I would just love to see Jalen Smith get those snaps and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, then, then move on. But don't give him 10 snaps and then put him as inactive. I, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Because Barnes is frustrating the hell out of me.
2: I'm right there with you, Zach. Like, I don't know what's how bad Smith is, that he was a healthy scratch, but... How bad you got to be to let Barnes continue to play like shit? I don't know how many times over the last few weeks we've seen him out of position. And then the guy runs right by him. It's it's so infuriating. Campbell can't be the guy in the middle for every fucking play. You got to move him around. But you need to have a guy to be able to step up and make a
3: play when he's not there. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of an ominous sign, honestly, for... Jalen Smith, I mean, I was I was on your bandwagon, Zach, just to see what he can do, but I got a feeling Dexter's could be proven correct on this, that he may not be what we all hoped that he would be, and it, it, the fact that he was a healthy scratch, to me, indicates more than anything, his time in Green Bay is probably shorter than it is longer. So we'll see. I agree with you, Zach, that we need to play him more, but at the same time, I think at the end of the day, Dexter's going to be right. He's not a good player. It sucks.
0: I mean, it does, and and I don't... I mean, we signed him for peanuts, so it's not going to hurt us, but I I mean, they can try to be patient if they want to because it would be nice if he could get it together. It's just he looks so lost. I... It's like he doesn't know how to read and react to plays. And as a linebacker, that's just that's detrimental. You know, he's a major, major liability against the run. Um, Unless they find ways to just make him a blitzer and do some things with them on that. I just don't know what he's going to bring. And that's saying a lot because Barnes suck. Chris Barnes has been terrible. Oren Burks has been better than Chris Barnes. But we're not getting that consistent guy that they can put next to Campbell, which kind of sucks. One positive, though, guys, on this defense that we all pretty much agree is the real deal is Z tweeted he was back in Green Bay. And then all of a sudden they posted a video today and number 55 was in a jersey and going out on the field today. He didn't practice, but he's back in Green Bay. Do you all think now that's a sign he actually will return?
1: I mean, I wouldn't complain if he returned as long as his attitude got fixed with his back because, I mean, we all know what Z can bring to the table. You throw Z with Gary and Merciless and Preston Smith, that's one hell of a rotation. They can bring back that NASCAR package again with all these outside linebackers on the line for passing downs. Maybe keep Kenny out there because he's been unreal. But just the things you could do with Z because he can play all over the line. So fingers crossed, man, he'd be a great addition as we get into the end of the season towards the playoffs, for sure.
0: Zach, it's funny you mentioned his attitude getting fixed as long with his back. i <laughs> do it, Sar-Z. Because uh, Coach even said that. He said, oh, and his head's in the right place. I, I just think that's kind of funny that you say that because I, I kind of got that vibe from Coach. It's like, yep, he's back and it was like good to have him back. It was like his head's in the right place, the energy was good, so he's back being the team player that we all loved. Not Scotty. Hey, Ain't not my boy, Scotty. My favorite. I love Scotty though. I love Scotty. Don't get me wrong. But when he, he just had some of those moments where you're like, Oh, he was, a baby. Scottie, you are he was a, a baby. You are a big baby.
1: <laughs> that shadow like, that MJ oh, was casting. Oh, so you're, games.
0: you're literally not going to go in the game because they drew up a play for one of your teammates. Like that is
2: ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Speaking of Scotty, Last week I talked about we talk shit about a player and then something happens, good happens with them. We yeah, roasted the shit out of Z last week,
0: <laughs> and now he's back. And now, and now, he's now he's back. back? So
2: uh, Who are we let's talking shit about here. this week?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
2: might be onto something here, guys. <laughs> Brandon Cooks, you piece of wow. shit. I fucking hate Brandon Cooks. Uh, you should not is... get traded to Green Bay. Cooks yeah, sucks. Guys. So
0: funny. Guys, that is so funny because we we kind of are speaking some shit into existence, man. The universe is listening to us. At least somebody
2: right. is. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure wow. like my girlfriend. She tunes me out.
0: Oh, Lord. Yeah. I <laughs> just wish we could get that everywhere, right? You know what's crazy? Talking about impact, obviously Z is about as impactful as he gets as a player. When he's out there, he's healthy. He can change a game. Right away. Like, you just get him out there. Oh, go get the quarterback. He's going to do it. He's going to stop the run. He's going to do everything. He's going to pump up the guys around him. You imagine Campbell and Z feeding off of each other? Whoa. Whoa. I'm a go Play linebacker, too. I'm just saying, could you just imagine them meeting at the quarterback? Whoa.
3: (laughs) Well, like Zach said, though, that
0: you imagine being that running back seeing those two guys barreling down on you because they're both those type of players. Z hunts everything down. All of a sudden, now you got both these two dudes looking like a predator running after your ass. (laughs) That's crazy. Zach, Zach, Brett, Robert, we've all talked about this. When you look at the Packers defense, who was the other guy that you were afraid of? Now you look at that defense, you're like, whoa, there's playmakers everywhere at every level. Every level is the key, Dexter. So that's why that's what even more reason we're, we're just talking about whether real deal or not. They have stars at every level. Campbell is still the highest-rated linebacker in the NFL.
1: That's unreal, man. That's crazy.
0: The You're way he's on the street. playing. This ain't – it, it's, not, it's not a one-game, two-game sample. This eight games into this thing. We're at the turn. It's a halfway point of the season. He's still the best linebacker in football. Insane. They're going to have to pay that guy
1: next year, though, aren't they? Yeah, it feels like the theme with our cap issues. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so like, what do, you do with,
0: what do you do with cap? You can't let him walk out of the freaking building, can you? After a decade or more of terrible linebacker play, you find his gym. How do you let him go? It can't. You can. Yeah, you can. He's still young. He still like has so much. He has a lot of football out of him. So he's he's the linchpin piece that we've been looking for. Now go get a young guy. Invest some capital in the draft early in the draft. Hopefully, yeah. First round. put 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 him next to Campbell. Right. That's what you got to do. That's how you fix the position is you go get the talent and you're not. Obviously, you're not going to be able to rely on a street free agent all the time or or four, fifth, six rounders. But man, go get some talent and plug them in next to Devondre Campbell and not have to worry about linebacker for a few years would be awesome. That's what they did with cornerback and safety. If you think about it, they went in. They already they bring in Amos. Right. Then they go in and get the young guy. They got they struck gold. With Jair. So, all right. And now he's the vet. A couple years into it, when you're thinking about it, you're like, wow, got a young guy that's a vet, but he is. And then they went and grabbed Stokes. So that uh, you know, you got the opportunity. You got Campbell already there. Go get the young guy to 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 lock that up next to him. And the same thing with Kenny. We got to get a young guy next to Kenny to keep that going. And they're probably going to have to do the same thing out Edge because we're probably going to lose a couple guys next year. There's going to be some issues that we're going to have to address this offseason. What's really sad, though, man, is, Brett, you mentioned, it's like every week we're adding somebody to the IR. Man, major injuries to both. Robert Tunyon, and Kylan Hill. So they're both out for the year. What do you guys think? Any new trade targets Goody should look at before the deadline
1: tomorrow? <laughs> Tuesday? One sad thing, guys, is, you know, it's sad to see Tunyon go down, but damn, if he's going to go down, I wish he would went down before Zach Gertz got traded for virtually nothing to the Cardinals. He would have been a great addition to the team down the stretch run, but I know we've tossed around Ingram from the Giants, but Personally, the dude's a athletic freak, but he's underperformed his expectations. I'd rather see DeGuar just get an opportunity at tight end. When he caught the ball the other night, I thought he had a lot of a burst of speed that I didn't think he had previously. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I'd like to see what we have in the kid, but I think we've all bought this name up. And Dex, you started this train, but I'm all on the Brandon Cooks train. I know Houston's saying they want to build around him with their young quarterback. I just think they're, they're trying to move up that draft pick that they can get back for him. I would love to see him just make even a bold move. OBJ, I don't know how we would do that salary cap-wise, but just a, a, a name that's going to drop your jaw and that can actually make a difference. But I think I, I like Cooks the best in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Zach. I'm, gonna, I'm with you on that, on that too is, is I'm not expecting any trades to be honest with you I hope there is I'd really like it to see that they make a move um I think our best chance we might get a Will Fuller you know that kind of flyer um because I just don't see Goody with their salary cap uh trouble is going to be willing to give up a third and a player to get to get someone like a Cooks or you know get someone of that elk I just I just don't see Goody doing that because he needs he's going to need those picks next year to replace the people he's probably going to lose in free agency or he has to cut. i right? do fine with Will Fuller. I mean, look at Miami.
1: Yeah. They started they started off one and zero, another one and seven, and they gave the guy ten million dollars and pretty much all of the bonus. He hasn't I mean, even played for them guys. No, yeah. he had that PED suspension, and he
0: got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it broke a yeah. finger. He hasn't even played a game for them. But there's True. that go after Devontae Parker. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: You know, at least he's playing and and yeah. doing something. But I, I'd look at it a couple of times. I think you have to at least consider the tight end position. DeGuara, there's so much unknown there, and like I just don't know if he could be tight end one. I just don't. You know, because you would think that like. I know we we spent the third round pick on the guy. He had the ACL already. I would think if they thought he was it, they would have gave him more opportunities already. You know what I mean? Like it just usually if you think a guy has that kind of potential, you at least feeding him the ball once in a while. And it just doesn't seem. It seems like he's been an afterthought. Let's just say that even when he got his opportunity, he didn't know where to line up on certain plays. And I don't know, I just I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in a DeGuara basket. So, Evan Ingram would be huge. I'd, guys, do you know if he's even playing tonight? I'd be curious because that's that's, um, usually I'll, I'll look, a, that's usually a sign sometimes if something's imminent, they'll uh they'll have a guy as a healthy scratch. Yeah,
1: if they were planning on trading them, they, would, they definitely wouldn't play him tonight, I wouldn't think. That wouldn't make any sense. You're not going to... If I mean, it'd be a small miracle if they beat the Chiefs anyways, but yeah, that would be crazy.
3: Oh, and Graham yeah. was active tonight. David Njoku would
0: be another tight end that I'd look at. He's kind of just been... He's like one of like four guys in Cleveland. They got all these tight ends, but he, he's got some or even like OJ Howard, kind of a loss, loss down there in Tampa. I don't know if Tampa would send them to Green Bay anyway, but I think they at least have to look at the tight end spot because they might not have to give up as much either as far as like draft capital and things like that for some of
1: these guys. Dream guy. Hawkinson from Detroit. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> dream 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 and I this is this so like pie in the guy like I know this would never happen but Fletcher Cox oh yeah that dude, would be a great pick on the D line next to Kenny bro like oh my god like I know Dean's been playing well but you throw a guy like Fletcher Cox on that defensive line everything changes from the front to the back you know what I mean where it's just like their pressure and wreaking havoc in the middle Zach. And you talk. That's what we need against guys like Brady. Oh yeah. You know, these really yeah. good quarterbacks Inside pressure. And, yep. You've talked about that a lot. But he's so unhappy and he's a name, he's a he's a name that's been floated out there with uh getting traded, but his cap hit is horrendous for the next two years. So yeah. I don't I don't even think he's an option for us. But that's like the one guy that if I could just wave a wand and make it just happen, I'd take that shit all day, every day. But so
1: guys, what's your gut feeling? If if there's a gun to your head right now, four o'clock Eastern tomorrow, do the Packers make a significant trade before the deadline?
3: No. Same here. No, I, I,
0: I have. I'm, I'm gonna say yes because only because of what Matt Lafleur said earlier that Goody and company are working hard to make something happen, but it has to be the right opportunity. So they're not gonna be giving up high draft capital, especially when they're. Going to be in a semi rebuild, having to purge some veteran contracts and bring in young players. I don't see them wanting to give away any like valuable higher draft capital. But I think they make one more move. The reason I'm I'm saying
2: no is we only have five million of cap space. So in order to get the impact player that we need, it's going to be pushing that cap. Talk about the draft capital that we'd have to give up in order to make it happen. I don't know anyone on the roster that we would be trading. Uh, My gut says offensive lineman would be included if we trade a player because we have Bach coming back. Maybe King, if Alexander is going to be coming back, that might be uh, with Razul, the way he's been playing, that may make King uh, expendable. I just don't see it happening. And then again, this is also me saying that I want to keep my expectations in check because I don't, how many times have we've heard green Bay is going to make a move or a team that we're following is going to make a move only for them to like not do shit. I don't want to get my uh, hopes, uh, hopes up and be disappointed. I would love to see them get someone, but I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: Here's the one big reason before about 1230 Eastern time today, Brett, I would have said, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to do anything, but when you see a Rams team that consistently, I mean, they got like no freaking draft picks left and they go out and get Vaughn Miller. I didn't, really think a pass rusher was a, a need for them, but apparently you can never have too many. So when you see a team that's directly competing with you for the NFC, go out make a big move like that. I think you have to just, you have to, you don't always, you don't want to do what you're because of what your competition is doing. You don't want to feel like you have to do something, but I think the Packers know that they're one playmaker away from being of sure fire Super Bowl team even out of the NFC so I would like to see him be aggressive I don't want to hear like last year we heard about will fuller all the way up until the deadline deadline came, deadline passed, nothing happened. I don't want to hear rumors. I want to see him pull the trigger on something that can help this football team stop losing in the freaking NFC championship games and go to the damn Super Bowl. Because in my opinion, the Super Bowl champions coming out of the NFC, no matter who it is.
3: Even though I want to think like you do, Zach, I think Brett's going to ultimately be right. I just do not see the management team, meaning Goody, uh, gonna pull the trigger on something like that, even though I really want it to happen. I get your point though on what the Rams did, but the difference is the Rams have been doing this for years. This is their M.O. They did it when they acquired Brandon Cooks. They did it when they, you know, acquired Jalen Ramsey. They did it when they, now they're acquiring Von Miller. This is what they do, and so they they built their roster this way. And to give Rams credit, they do more with late round draft picks than a lot of teams do with their early round draft picks. So they they made a, they made it work. Um, that's not to say we can And we had a really good draft. I think we all agree that this year's draft was a was a home run for us. But uh, I just I just don't see it. I, I think Brett's right. And, and the expectations thing is I've I've been burned so many years thinking oh yeah they're gonna make a move and like Brett said they never do.
0: This, well, year, this year has been different, <laughs> though, hasn't it? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it's been different, uh,
3: but not big-name players. That's right. That's exactly right.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it's guys that you wouldn't typically think in the past that they would go after. You know, the the vets and I, I like it, man. I we will see. Like you said, I think seeing the Rams make that move and they could be looking at it like they feel like they could have players like Z coming back. Jair coming back, Bach coming back. They looking at that as all star signings because they're
2: already winning. <laughs> well, exactly. if, we, if we look back, though, when Stefan Gilmore was rumored to be cut and then ultimately got traded to the Panthers, we were like, that's bullshit. And then our consolation prize was Razul Douglas. And we're like, Who, who's Razul Douglas? He started for the Panthers at one point. That's all we really knew about him. Look what he's doing for us. So I'm happy with them getting a couple more throwaways instead of making a big splash.
0: Yeah, they filled multiple holes with vets instead of having the young, unproven guys coming in. I think yeah. that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. Is these guys have played. They know the NFL. They don't need to be super, superstars. They just need to do their job and not be intimidated and be, you know, reliable.
3: A <laughs> great scheme fits. So that's the yeah, other they've thing. They've been about getting this. the right guys. You gotta
0: give the personnel people yeah. their their props. They've been getting the right guys. Smith's the only one that hasn't
3: really panned out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one where and you're like, OK, at least they tried, though. And, and what it was is they're like, all right, we really need help at middle linebacker. You know, they, they knew that. And, and they're like, all right, well, this guy's available. Let's let's see. What, let's see what he got. Let's get him in our building. They got him in the building basically for
2: nothing. Pretty much. The one player that we haven't really touched on that is available that i don't want the packers to trade for is deshaun jackson
1: oh thank you for saying that somebody asked me that today i said oh hell no no Cancer the guy has group.
2: absolutely he has all the talent in the world even at his age i don't even, is he 30 yet i don't even think he's 30 he's yet. 34 he's 34 he Okay. He's still a freak athlete, though. Yeah, he's still a freak he's athlete. He's a cancer. He's a cancer. He is a oh, cancer. He totally is. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about this in the chat, and one of the points that I made was you got a player who's on a winning team. team that is number two in their division, I want to say. One. Number one in their division and doesn't well, want to play no. for them.
0: Cause I think, uh, they lost to the, to, to the Cardinals. They, they've lost twice now. Haven't they? The Rams? No, they got one loss to the one Cardinals.
2: Loss. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They lost yeah. to the Cardinals. So, I didn't know that. So they're, they're a half game back essentially of the Cardinals yeah. right now. And you have a guy that's like, I want to go play somewhere else. That's crazy. That is that's
0: you know that the the red flag shit that's going around
2: everywhere. Mm-hmm. Red flag, red flag, red, red flag. That's a red flag if I ever yeah. seen one. Cause let's say he does get traded to Green Bay. Uh, what's gonna LBS? be different? You're he, not he, you
0: might not get as many balls here either. You're gonna, you gonna start bitching again. Like dude, yeah. you're, on a, you're on a team that could potentially win a Super Bowl and you're unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you're from there. You're fucking living at home. You're okay. from that area. I don't want that on this team. Oh, my
1: God. Me either. You know, no. I'd
0: love your talent, but no, I don't want that in the locker
2: room. Not with the vibe these guys got. No. If he was on the Lions and was saying this shit, bring him on.
0: I get it's that. different. Yeah, this team, you on, you're you actually on one of the best teams in the league, and you're fucking bitching? And you're living in L.A. And you're shit. in L.A. You're fucking it's from there. Sunny. It makes the no hot sense. Hot women
2: everywhere. It makes no sense to me. Nope. And that's... That's the one thing I love about Cobb. When he got traded back to Green Bay, he said, "I don't know how many balls are going to get thrown to me. I don't Didn't know care. if there are yeah. any are going to get thrown to me. Yeah. My job here is to be a teammate. My job here is to make to co- coach up Amari Rogers. He knows his role is not to catch balls. But look what he's done. He's had four, uh, two games where he's caught two touchdown passes in a game." where everyone was picking the Cardinals to beat the Packers, he stepped up and got uh, two touchdown passes. That's the type of player I want. Yeah, At the (laughs) the end of his career, (laughs) knows his role, and when a ball comes uh, towards him, he catches it.
0: Deshaun Jackson, he's he's the type of guy that says, yeah, I know there's no I in team, but there's a me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They ain't no we either. <laughs> yeah, he's a diva. He always yeah, has i I'm and straight,
0: go, man. Yeah. I'm straight. I'm straight. Give us MVS. Well MVS and EQ can do what you can do.
2: Yeah, there's there is a player that we talked about that is out there that wouldn't cost us anything. I don't know if when we can sign him because of he was released on an IR settlement, but is Devin Funches. And I wanna say go blue before Zach does, because uh they lost to Michigan State. <laughs> Fuck you, (laughs) Jack. That was it. Brett was waiting to get that one in. Yes. But the one game that Funchess did play, he was a big body that could fill the role of uh, Tunyon. He played tight end in college, knows the system, would only cost us some salary cap money, that's that's a viable option if if it it is an option the
0: learning curve is zero with him
2: yeah that's if it's an option because what i was reading about when you're released on an ir settlement whatever the settlement is plus three weeks is when the team that released you can sign you once you're released off ir with the settlement you can sign with any team but that team that signed you whatever that settlement is plus three weeks i don't know what the settlement was so I'm only speculating. It may not even be an option. If it is an option, that is a viable one.
0: Any other any other free, free agent targets you think we should be looking at? I know I think me and Zach are the only ones that think we might add somebody. But anybody else that we should be talking about?
3: I can't really think of anyone, Dex, but I do have a question for you guys because it might be a, a free agent consideration. Who returns kicks for us
0: now that Hill is out for the year? My guess is Patrick Taylor gets called up. And he does. Okay. It.
3: So, that, so that we don't need to get a free agent move for that. Though.
0: I'm actually excited to see Patrick Taylor. In. <laughs> he <laughs> was really good in the preseason and he did really good as a returner as well. So it was him, Hill and Taylor both were doing pretty good work back there in the preseason. And I'd assume they'll bring Taylor up to be our
3: uh, running back three. Okay, so yeah, so so that's our answer. at kick returns on that was the question
1: I had. Saw this earlier, but I sent you guys in the chat. um, Just as we got started, that they did pull Lazard off the COVID list and they did officially put Tunney and Hill on injured reserve. So it'll be interesting to see with all these guys on COVID lists and potential guys returning from injury, all the dang transactions Actions that are going to happen here at the end of the week and if they make a trade. There's going to be tons of stuff happening on the on the transaction wire for the Packers this week.
0: Very true. Because MV, MVS got activated from the IR as well, Zach. Oh, I didn't see that. Yep, MVS got activated today as well as Lazard. So we nice. got two two of our wide receivers back today. You know who else we might get
2: back? Bach. It looks like, so. I mean, the there report it is. Can't. The report yep. is they know when he's going to play yeah, and they're saying said,
0: said, no. They're not. They're not. They're not
1: gonna put it out there. My guess is he's gonna play. I don't I think know. So. My gut tells me no. I think they're gonna wait till next week. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I just have a feeling like they they just want to save him for as long as possible. And if they keep winning, and obviously the Chiefs' defense isn't really scaring anybody, but I mean, hopefully he's back. In my opinion, if the dude's healthy, play him. Let's go. Let's get him back in there. Get Elton back in his spot, and let's. Start running some people over.
2: That's kind of why I think he will play those, Zach, is because I'm probably going to kick myself in the ass on Sunday for saying this. KC's defense is horrible. So why not get him some game time, gameplay against a team that's horrible to get his sea legs back? Worst case scenario, he gets a few, few reps and they sit him and put out Jenkins back out there. But I'd rather him go up against a team that doesn't have shit for a pass rush versus a team that is going to whoop his ass. Did you just say that? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't I think anybody's whooping his ass. <laughs> I think he could go
1: out there with a bony. What I mean, still. so
0: what, what Mark, I mean, is, that was Brett, by the way. That
3: was, was Brett. Yeah. Hey, wow. I,
2: I know exactly what I'm talking about. I say that I'm going to talk shit about a player in the next week. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a proven fucking track record. I got my so control
0: over David Bakhtiari. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Just like Debo.
3: <laughs> oh, that's so good. You, you, know,
0: you know, if Bach does come back, that is going to throw a lot of things in motion on that Packers line, especially in the middle. So I'm assuming they just plug Jenkins right back at the left guard. I think having that dominant left side. I, it's for some reason, I think Rodgers is going to miss that. I think I think Coach Lafleur probably misses that. That play action, having that blind side just locked up like that. Man, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. What do we do? Are you Team Runyon or Team Newman at the guard for right guard? I just, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but there's another game involved now. And this is like a reality that's going to be hitting us either this week or the next. Bach is coming back. How is the middle of that offensive line going to be?
2: There's a name that you didn't put out there is Team Patrick, too. There's a chance they could put Jenkins at center to help Runyon and Newman. It's, there's <laughs> Jenkins is so versatile, you could put him anywhere. So it's all about who the, the, least uh, experienced or the, the worst lineman is and who you put in there. So I How really don't know who Patrick Patrick's, been,
1: Patrick's been solid at center. Yeah. I don't think you move Patrick. I think you, you take out running or no Newman or you put one, you decide which one of those guys you like better at right guard and you keep Patrick and put Jenkins back at his natural left guard. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jenkins could play anywhere, but I think Patrick's played well. You put Jenkins next to him on his left side, that they can allow him to go and help out whoever's at right guard a little more and they're stacked. So I, I would personally rather them see, just decide who they like better running or Newman. Personally, I, if you look at the season as a whole, I'd like running better. If you look at the last game, I would say Newman, but the body of work as a whole, I would probably say running's got the edge for me. Not because he's a Michigan guy. I just think if you look at everything, I think he's played better. But last week Newman definitely outplayed him for one week. So it'll be interesting to see how they shuffle it out for sure, though. I'm I'm very intrigued.
3: Yeah, I'm with you, Zach. I, I think I think Runyon's the guy that I think has earned more of the based on his bulk of play. The thing I like about Runyon is even though I think Newman is a more talented player, I think he's more versatile. I think he's a guard or a tackle. I think he could be a right tackle or a right guard. Um, so his versatility, I think is actually better as a backup than it is as a starter for this team. And I just like Runyon's attitude. I like the, the nastiness that he plays with a little bit more. And he has a little bit of... Uh, it's from his dad. It's dad. That's that's definitely from his dad. And he has yep. he has that attitude that I really like that fits, and especially when AJ has the ball. When they we bring in and he bring in that very physical style, that's why I just like Runyon there. So even though I think Newman is probably the more talented player of the two, and I like his athleticism a little bit more, he's more experienced. And I sometimes think temperament could be better than skill. And I think this is one of those times when I think Runyon's temperament and the willingness to put his helmet on somebody is is better for the demeanor of this team
0: guys who would you say is the better of the two in space
3: Newman no question
0: I think that's who's gonna get the edge in this offense
3: good
0: if you you watch them I mean zone blocking scheme a lot of the getting you know those screens and different things and but I have watched Royce Newman in space and he's a little clumsy too. So you see him out in front on some of these plays, and you're like, dude, hit somebody. You know, he's yeah. kind of like, he's kind of like the giraffe that just getting his legs, you know, like learning how to run the little baby giraffe out there. <laughs> that's that's kind of what Newman looks like in space. I think the edge of coming here, I think they're both really good against the, uh, uh both really
3: good run blockers. I just like Runyon's tenacity better, Dexter. Yeah. I just think he, he's a little more tenacious, a little more willing to run you over, um, than got that uh, nasty in him. Yeah. We like that. We definitely like that. I don't know. I guess this is a good problem to have because
0: they're both playing pretty good football. One thing, Coach Stinovich, I trust him 1 million percent. So whoever he picks, I'm behind him. So if it's if it's Royce Newman, I'm going to have to show the mullet some love. Guys, this is, Brett, you just talked about it a little bit ago about the Chiefs defense being pretty bad. What do you think? Over under? Packers offense hasn't scored over 24 points this whole season.
1: Think they go over under 24 against the chiefs. D got to be over. It has to be over. The chiefs are giving up 29 points a game. We can control the clock with the run game. I feel like we can handle them. If we get all of our receivers back, we'll be down you obviously. But I think as a whole, we gotta put up over 30 points this week. This offense is way too damn talented and we're leaving way too many damn points on the field. We're gonna get 31 minimum this week.
2: I agree, Zach, that we'll put up points if we get our receivers back. If we get all of our receivers back, we already got two. We're just waiting on Tay. I think that we're gonna put up some serious points and I think the one player that we haven't talked about that's going to get uh, some fantasy points this week is big dog. I think he's going to get fed a little bit this week.
3: Yeah. I'm with you guys. I think we score over 24 and usually I'm not the bold one, but this week I'm going to be, I think we score over 35. I just think we're going to impose. Oh, our will. Robert. Oh, oh shit. it is. It is. Oh. Here's why. Here's why I think we're going to impose our will on a smallish weak defense. And I don't mean weak just as like they're not good. I mean weak because we are bigger, stronger, and meaner than they are. I think this will be a total domination of the line of scrimmage. And that's why I think we're going to score over 35. I think we're going to get three rushing touchdowns. I'm glad I'm sitting down for
2: this that I'm not used to this from you, Robert. No, I
3: don't. <laughs> I really believe it. The defense is that bad. I just think it's a, it's a total mismatch. I think their smallish defense against our nasty line. I think we'll do whatever we want to. I mean, you guys got to think, do
0: you think the Packers D keep up with Mahomes and company? Because if not, man, we definitely need the points. We definitely need the points. That's why I'm asking, you know, do you think they're going to be able to score? Because I know Mahomes and company have been struggling a little bit, but it seems like they could probably catch fire anytime. Do you think the Packers D can keep up with Mahomes and especially the middle of the field? As good as Campbell has been for us, we still kind of struggle in the middle of the field in regards to our defense. I think that's more scheme than it is players, to be honest with you. I think we have the players to defend the middle of the field. But you talked about playing off and the soft coverages and stuff. What do you guys think about the Packers D matching up with Mahomes and the Chiefs
2: offense and especially that middle of the field? Like, what do we do with Travis Kelsey? I don't think this would be that big of an issue. Mahomes is turning the ball over more this year than I think he's ever has. Uh, as of right now, he's already got one interception against the Giants. Another pick? Yeah, Another yeah, pick. but it wasn't his fault. I saw. I that. don't give a shit. A it, it was deflected a pick. twice. A pick's, a pick's a pick's a pick. It's a turnover. That, that was on receiver. <laughs> on that one. <laughs> that's just that's just like saying Razul Douglas's pick wasn't a, a good pick because Green was just. I mean, yeah, Green was just looking uh, at him and not at the ball. No, a pick is a pick is a pick is a pick. And Mahomes is turning over the ball a shit ton this year. He's got nine interceptions already. I don't think that includes. I think he's got 10 interceptions already this year. That's crazy. Yeah, I think three fumbles too. Yes, he has more interceptions in eight games than Rodgers. What was the meme? Let me check my notes. 51. As in the last 51 games. Yeah. So I, I,
1: The State Farm Bowl this weekend. I think uh, personally, I I don't really care about the weapons if we're getting in in Mahomes' face and giving him pressure. So as long as we're getting pressure with Lowry and and Kenny up the middle, even maybe if Jalen Smith can get back in, we can use him three times and blitz up the middle. And then these guys on the edge, I think Merciless is going to have a bigger share of the action this week. Uh, I really like our chances against this team. They do have a ton of weapons, and I, I'm, I fully trust our, our defensive backs and, and Campbell as a middle linebacker matching up against some of their weapons. I think Campbell versus Kelsey is probably one of the more intriguing matchups of the whole game, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that's actually the key matchup, Zach. But I, I think I would go about it a little differently, is that um, I'd actually probably put Douglas on Kelsey. Um, yeah, I was so- thinking that too, Robert,
1: actually. That'd yep. probably be better for us.
3: And, and just because then it, because it, it, what you're going to have to do whenever you play the Chiefs is you have to impose the, the Randy Moss rule on, on Tyreek Hill, where you have, in this case, our team would be Stokes, would be shadowing Hill, and then you have safety help over the top. So you kind of do that sh- shadow defense where you have a safety play real deep. Probably for us, that would be Savage because he has the most speed. And then you have Stokes try to cut stay with Tyreek as much as you can but then that leaves the middle of the field open and that's why I probably put Douglas on Kelsey and it's just because he's such a he's such a tough cover otherwise I think you actually have to use a corner to cover him and Douglas has good size I think that's the, one of the things that's really nice about Douglas is he's got safety size he's not a little guy and so you can cover someone like Travis Kelsey and, and of course you know of course Campbell's gonna help out here and there but I kind of I, I kind of like the lip. Campbell be more versatile anyway against a team like the Chiefs, anyway. So that's kind of how I see it. I agree about
2: Stokes on Hill. That's going to be fun to watch. Two Speacers going at it. Yeah, I think
0: that's the matchup that we need, too, because that's the, that's the way Hill usually burns most people is just they don't have anybody that can run with them and or at least track them down if he gets past them a little bit. And I think Stokes could do that. Guys, any other matchups that you're watching against the Chiefs? You know, obviously Campbell and Kelsey is a big one. Stokes and Hill, any other ones?
3: Yeah, one matchup that I, I thought that this kind of intrigue just because of what happened at the draft, Dexter, this is for you. Creed Humphrey versus Kenny Clark. So I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna see how that. Ooh, oh, I forgot. oh, <laughs> that. oh That's a Dexter special. You keeping, um, you keeping receipts now? I see. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> But that, that, I still think that's a key matchup. I think because of what Zach said earlier that you know the pressure up the middle, rookie against Kenny Clark. I kind of like Ooh,
0: that. Oh, I like. See, Robert, I knew you was good, but now I'm super convinced. This was like your coming <laughs> out party. <laughs> this you might come out. You're, you're, you're all bold takes and pulling out receipts from the draft talk. I'm 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 all in, bro.
3: I'm all I got in. one more receipt too, Dexter, for you. <laughs> and this, is a, this is a double <laughs> one. And that, I got another one for you. This is. A a Dexter special, yes. Nick, Nick Bolton versus Jones oh, and AJ. Oh, there it is. Oh Nick boy. This boy yep. Bolton. My boy Bolton. I wish the Packers had him. It's, it's crazy. He
0: he would be amazing next to Devondre Campbell. He's having a good year. He's, he's one of the few, life. he's one of the few defenders on that team, you know, that's actually playing well on defense. Hey,
2: Robert's on a roll. I'm just gonna go on mute. I'm just gonna let him finish up. Yeah, Robert's killing it. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna edit this down to about
0: 10
3: minutes. It's gonna be all Robert. No, 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 no way. <laughs> you wanna do that? <laughs> I, mean, I I still think Jones and AJ have an advantage over Bolton now. Because I, 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 like I said, I think we're going to be scoring over 35 on him. So I don't think that's Bolton's fault per se. I just think we're going to run him over.
1: Honestly, guys, I hope we lead off the game with the ball and just freaking first drive. Let's have a 13 play, 75 yard drive, take eight and a half minutes off the clock, score a touchdown and just set the tone right from the beginning. Forget this deferring bullshit if we get
2: the opportunity I no prisoners that. no prisoners setting the tone right off the bat impose our will on the road the last two games we did that we came out passed the ball against uh what the fuck team and then we came out and ran the ball against the cardinals i say we just beat the shit out of uh the chiefs you gonna want to get that crowd out of it early too it's at Arrowhead, right? Yeah, yeah so it is. And so they're the, loud. The more,
0: yeah, they can be super loud. If we can get, if we can take them out of the, take them out of the equation early, that'd be pretty dope. Any final the- thoughts, guys, on this seven and one Packers football team? Let's go for eight straight, boys! I bet you didn't expect them to enter the gauntlet with a win against the Cardinals. Uh,
2: nope. Especially being down, uh, their top three receivers, their defensive coordinator, their starting center, their starting corner. their starting it's crazy corner. too.
0: You guys notice in the media what the, what they've been trying to spin was the Cardinals were injured. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, the Cardinals were missing. J.J. There's, Watt, is that yeah, why? Yeah, J.J. And th- that's why the running game couldn't get stopped. And the Cardinals were missing their starting center. And the Cardinals, D. Hopkins got hurt. And it's like, oh, they all just forgot all the people we already had missing. You know you,
2: you know what they say about uh, excuses, right? They're like assholes and they all stink. And <laughs> Cardinals' excuses are... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So what's the excuse for every team that Green Bay has beat thus far being down as many players as they have? You know, the one thing that uh, I brought up in our chat, and I wanted to uh, just mention it here, in the Super Bowl era, no other coach has won more games through the first 40 games than Matt LaFleur. He is 33-7 in regular season games in the first 40 games. So, I guess our excuse for beating all those teams is we have a great coach. We have an MVP quarterback. Maybe we're just fucking better, (laughs) Brent.
0: Maybe Maybe we're just just fucking fucking better. better.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for someone to chime in. Yeah. Seven and nine teams here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Seven and nine. Maybe we're just fucking better. That's Sorry, why I had to start, say it. I'm gonna just start saying that to everybody. Maybe we're just <laughs>
1: fucking better. <laughs> you gotta say it just like
0: that too. That's, no, all obnoxious. Exactly how yeah. I'm saying it. You Maybe know, we're just
2: fucking better. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be real here. The only reason we're seven-one is because of that guy we traded for coming out of uh, training camp. Oh man, what's his name? Dexter. You 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 know his name. Corey Bohorkin! Thank you. That's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get it in. I had to get it
0: in. <laughs> oh, man, it's all those vets, honestly. It's Corey. It's Bojo. That's his other name. Bojo. It's Bojo. Bojo. It's Devondre Campbell. It's Randall Cobb. It's Whitney Merciless. It's all these guys coming in and doing some things. I have a feeling Whitney Merciless by the end of the season is going to be a monster. Especially if we get C-back? Yeah, and think about the rotation we'll have. We'll always have pass rush on the field. We'll always have pass rush. We'll always have pass rush. And Zach's point
3: point about the NASCAR
0: thing. Yeah, NASCAR package, you know. And the beauty about Z, he don't need to be outside. No. He, he likes rushing from the middle. So, um, you know, if you got guys that can just stay outside, like P, Gary, Merciless, you got Z that can go in the middle with Kenny. Good Lord. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, bro. That's just going to turn the back end into, oh, man. Like, they're all ball hawks. All those guys. I'm excited. This team's starting to get healthy. I mean, think about all the adversity they've gone through, all the injuries, COVID, all these different things. They're finally going to start getting back. I mean, talking about big pieces, Bot comes back, guys. Think about what that does to that offense. Yep. Immediately, just think about the juice. He's so goofy. I mean, just think about the energy he's going to bring back. But, like, he, he opens up the playbook. He opens up the playbook. I mean, as good as Jenkins has been, he's been great. He's not David Bakhtiari at, at tackle because now you're taking Jenkins away from where he could be great somewhere else. You got two, you know, when you got two all pro level players on the field at the same time, always better than one,
3: you know? <laughs> We're going to have the best left side in the lead, Dexter. Yes, yes. And think about what it does to the
0: running game, what it does to sure. the confidence on the blind side for the quarterback and the play action and guys being able to get downfield more. Like it's, I just think, man, the playbook opens up even more with a lineman coming back, David Bakhtiari. It's crazy. You, you usually think it's skill level players. I think getting an all pro, arguably the best left tackle in football back, Changes the game. It moves the needle big time. Any other final thoughts, gentlemen, before we think about taking on the Kansas City Chiefs with a chance to win eight fucking games in a row? This is crazy. I just have go,
2: pack go. Go, Pat, go. It is. That's what it is. That's Y'all know I love it. Y'all know I love it. Like Each week, I'm uh, more cautiously optimistic that how good this team really is. We talked about it going into the season that this team is so decked with talent. And then we, we see the shit show they have against the saints, but then turn it around. And it's every week, someone else steps up, someone else makes a play and find ways to win. And it's the gauntlet. I don't even know if I can start calling it that anymore. keep calling it if they continue
3: to play like this and finding ways to win. I'm with you, Brett, and I, I have a better feeling about this team than I do about last year's team. I really do. I, I think when it, if we get in the playoffs and we get into a dog fight, I like our chances to come out of it the winner, and that's why I like this team so much. Is that I, I think we got a little gumption in this team, a little a little uh, rage in our bear, if you will, um, that uh, we will fight out of any obstacle that we have and we won't let ourselves beat ourselves like we did last year. That just is a different attitude about this team that, that, indicates they'll fight to the death and they'll win at all costs, and I think they'll do that this year. I really have a good feeling
2: about this. If I'm a defensive coordinator, there's one player I don't want to face, and that's Aaron Rodgers. But there's another player I don't want to face, and that's Aaron Rodgers when he's got a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. I think that he plays his best when he wants to tell everyone to go fuck themselves. It's scary. So go back up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right guys it's been another it's been another really good one we got a 7-1 football team number one seed in the nfl with a big big chance to take a take another victory against cheech this this coming up week so let me get that go pack go